I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King, and joining me again today is the wonderful, amazing, fabulous Amir Koro. Amir, say hi. What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up? Happy to be here again. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun last week, so we're going to have a little conversation again. I think we want to talk a little bit about um, what is what it means to... No, not what it means. Living your age, like acting your age, right? That's kind of what we're going to go into, I think, is, is the plan. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, today, hopefully a conversation about age, about growing up, yeah. about maturity, and just, you know, finding your path. There you go. You know, uh, 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 during your early 20s, or as Harrison said in his YouTube videos, which you should be checking out, a quarter life crisis. <laughs> well, this is actually, it's a good, uh, that's a good thing to bring up, not my video, but the topic. Had you heard of this, mm -hmm. this term before? I didn't have a, I didn't hear about the term, but my God, do I live it every day. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like I had so many responses to that video. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, everybody, if you haven't, you should watch the video because I explain it all. It's on my YouTube channel. You should. But um, it's, uh, you know, everybody knows what a midlife crisis is. A quarter life crisis is essentially the same thing. Just, you know, quarter way through your life, anywhere between 20, like kind of early 20s to to. uh early 30s, you know, that kind of 10 years, it's basically like just unsure about what's to come in your life. And, and if you're doing the right things, and where is the what what direction do you want to take it and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people relate to it, but not very many people talk about it, which I found really interesting, you know, like, I had so many people message me or respond and comment on that video. And they were just like, yeah, like 100% is how I'm feeling. So I think we should talk about it a little more in depth. That's a good place to start. Thanks for bringing it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Um, but do you have any thoughts? I, I made a video on it, so I want to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something like I know for a fact if you're listening to this podcast, you're going through it too. I, I already know. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is probably one of the definitive parts of being in your 20s is not knowing what you're doing with your mm -hmm. life and perhaps even early 30s to some degree. Um and I think it's such a, you're right, it's such a common thing that literally everyone that I know who is my age feels, but no one talks about because everyone likes acting like they have it all together. First and, of all, you know, first of all, nobody hmm. at any age has it all together, but that's so hard yeah, to wrap true. your head that's around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I mean, hey, the eighty-year-olds look like they have their they they look That's like true. they have their life together. But have together you ever talked to, to like an older you know older person and and then they're off just like you know I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I can't even I can't I don't understand that. I can be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't. Granted, I haven't had too many conversations with old people, okay, which fair. I should. Fair. I should, <laughs> sorry, but, I kind of haven't you off. just yet. Yeah, no, that's all good. Yeah, but I think, yeah, it's something that no one really talks about, especially at this age. Um, but I heard, actually, this last week, there was this song that I listened to, and it kind of just, like, solidified and, like, confirmed and just, like, resonated with me so deeply. Age, um, Specifically, it was a cover, actually. It was Yabba's cover of The Age of Worry by John Mayer. And the writing is great. I, you know, I would want to look into it a little bit more. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but it sounds like, you know, like, John Mayer wrote a song for his younger self, mm. you know, and uh, 
when he was like still figuring everything out and you know doing doing all these things and it just resonated really deeply with me and there's this one line that was in the song that just really really spoke to me um and i have i've been thinking about it all week ever since i heard it at first i thought it was something else you know because the line is like rage in the age of worry at your age in the age of worry and i thought it was like something else like something about rage but then i read the lyrics and it's actually act your age in the age of worry Mm -hmm. and that just like hit me so deeply and it made me think about like oftentimes i've heard like i don't act like my age i act like i'm like 10 years older mm-hmm. you know like like that kind of thing you know five ten years older um and it kind of made it kind of made me think about the fact that harrison well for for the viewers and uh, who are listening right now harrison and i are both 21 harrison's birthday is actually next week Ooh. but you know we're both 21 <laughs> at the time of this recording and you know the both of us or i'll speak for myself like you know like i have like ambitions and plans and goals and dreams and aspirations and at the same time, making making space for just allowing yourself to be 21, you know, and do things that normal 21 year olds do, like hang out with your friends, go on a road trip, do, you know, like make bad decisions, yeah. you know, like having a space for that is something that I think I don't do enough mm-hmm. of. And sometimes it leads to uh, sometimes it leads to burnout and a feeling of like unnecessary pressure um but yeah that's that's kind of uh do you think you feel pressured to not act your age i think it's not any like i understand like it's not any external pressure for me it's always um and you know it's internal it's internal pressure i pressure myself you know because you know i like on the flip side it's like yes i want to achieve things and help people but then on the flip side there's also the pressure of like okay come on we got to be consistent we can't just slack off we got to do something different right if you want extraordinary results you got to put in extraordinary amounts of work right. and extraordinary amounts of planning and you know you got to be different mm-hmm. essentially you know? i think some of that what about for you like do you see that kind of playing out for yourself like with the entire age thing and ambition right. how does here's the question how do you see age interacting and balancing with your ambition hmm. you word things so nicely it takes me a second to like understand what you're saying <laughs> i love it before i do that i i want to just say i think you know say it's i, I feel the same way you do first of all um so i had very similar thoughts and, and comments on this but you say it's internal pressure but i think i would argue that that started somewhere else right because especially in this age of the internet and whether you want to bl- like blame it on that or not, I think that it can be easy. You know, we see people and it's like by 20, so many people, so many say so many, I don't know how many, but it appears that a lot of people, you know, they have like millions of dollars and they're able to f- travel around the world and, you know, whatever, you know, I'm talking like social media, influ- Instagram people specifically, but like even like, tic- you know, TikTok and the rise of TikTok and all that stuff. It's like, it's it's created this unattainable or unrealistic standard of like what you should be able to achieve. Um, and I was actually talking to my 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 parents about this a little while ago. And it's interesting that like, you know, there's so many you hear the stories of so many successful people and they just did not like failed so many times. Right. You know, like J.K. Rowling, however many times she tried to submit her book and nobody wanted it. They thought it was crap. And and like you know, Colonel Sanders and KFC, he was like, however old he was, right? He was like almost in the seventies, I think. 
before that became a thing. And and even like Thomas Edison, right? Like the light bulb was not his first big thing. You know, he was trying so many other, he failed so many times. That is natural success. That's how it happens, right? And we know that. But it's skewed because in this day and age, you can literally become quote unquote successful in a matter of hours. You know what I mean? Like under 24 hours, you could you could like blow up on the internet or something. And now all of a sudden you have a bunch of new, well, let's take you for example. You just got to, it's not happened to the same degree, but you had one of your videos blow up and not exactly for the sole reason you, your channel is not focused specifically on that type of video, right? You do all kinds of different things, but it, it blew up and now it's great. You know, you got a bunch of new people, but it's so it can easily shift your perception of what success is because it can it can be like, and I know we've talked about this, so you're going to continue to kind of ignore it almost because it's an outlier. But I think that for me to bring this all back, I feel this this feeling of into I, I give myself pressure because I feel like I'm behind. And I know I'm capable of good things. And I think we should all believe in ourselves like that. But I feel like I'm behind because I'm seeing others that are just like, you know, doing great things, quote unquote, great things, or, or just maybe living a life that I want to. And, and often it's fake, but it's hard to see. And I think that specifically social media, I talk about social media in a bad way all the time. It's good things about social media, blah, blah, blah. But I think that is what creates that feeling of, at least it, it um, emphasizes that feeling of that kind of midlife or uh, quarter life crisis thing, because you're seeing false portrayals of what is actually possible at this age it's just those couple outliers like charlie d'amelio you know what i mean and and you know just people like that and you're just like well if they can do it i can do it it's like yes but like not everyone was justin bieber you know what i mean where like he became so but we all think that we can be that and i think that's the problem how's that for a rant amir (laughs) i completely completely agree now that you bring it up like i'm thinking through it more and i'm like yeah you know social media and kind of i think the the root of that feeling of pressure is comparison yeah you know and and the interesting thing about comparison and i've talked about this at length with you know my friends my therapist my in my own videos as well um comparison is a very interesting evolutionary feature of the human brain you know back when you know we were living in small tribes and everything, and it was just, you know, a, a hundred or so people in a small group. You needed to actually compare yourself to the other people in your tribe to see where you stood because social status was how you survived right. back then, right? It's how you reproduce. It's all, all these things, right? If you didn't stack up and like conform to the tribe, then you would be kicked out and you would die, right? So naturally, like the people who survived are the ones that were able to like essentially observe the other people around them, compare their own behavior, and then act accordingly to ensure everyone's survival. So it's a very interesting like evolutionary trait that helped us. But now in the 21st century, living, you know, we have, I've heard the the brain and like, you know, all, all of its different like bugs and functions described this way. It's like, we're functioning in the 21st century with a brain that was from, you know, like prehistory. Yeah, well, it's you know? true. And and it's interesting all the ramifications of that. Um, I think specifically as it pertains to social media, you're right. We get a oh wait, no, I will not sorry. We get a BS view of what success is supposed to look like at this age. And I think yeah. 
Oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. Bring it back to the evolutionary thing. So it was useful when we were comparing ourselves to only the few hundred people who existed in our right. group. And that's all that we needed to compare ourselves to. But now with the internet, the fact that we have literally the entire world at our fingertips, yeah. that group of 100 has expanded to 7, 8 billion, mm -hmm. right? All the people that you see on the internet and you come into contact with, that becomes your basis for comparison. And that just ends up becoming uh, a race that you can never win or never finish because yeah. the the marker keeps on getting moved it's like okay i can do this oh wait there's someone who's more successful it's an endless cycle of comparison um and i think that is like definitely one of the things that you know creates that pressure especially for us at this you know at this young mm -hmm. age it's like oh hey this person who's graduating school is making six figures right. like, wow this person like blew up and is like you know like driving a ferrari and of course like you know it's not about the materialistic things like you know and i you and i both can agree but sometimes it shows up in more subtle things yeah. perhaps it's like wow this person is living their dream lifestyle mm -hmm. or whoa this person has a really nice meditation practice or whoa this person is making a bigger impact and has more followers you know than me like that manifests mm -hmm. itself also in more subtle ways and i think you know doing the inner work of trying to like manage and deal with that comparison is super important to bring it back super super important if we want to balance our ambition with the reality of our age yeah and and it's not easy because it's we're around it all the time and even if you try to avoid it mm -hmm. it's it's just mm -hmm. it's just there it's it's in in the pop culture the things we talk about like it's specifically you know at our, our age it's all my only frame of reference because that's the only mm -hmm. age i've been but it's uh it's you can't really avoid it right even advertising like anywhere you go see a movie the things that are in the movie are are you know building on these these societal stereotypes and blah 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 and 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 i mean that's i that, that might be part of it like our i think our generation you know whatever what are we z gen z i think so whatever yeah um sounds super yeah. canadian um <laughs> Gen Z. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we're kind of like as, and I think it's a great thing, but as as the generations are, the younger ones from like, I don't know, I'm comparing to like our parents and like the baby boomers, right? Like our grandparents' parents. There's been a big change in a lot of things in the way we, just the global kind of consciousness and the way we think, um, which is again, like lots of good stuff, lots of good stuff. But there's this stereotype because still a large majority of the people kind of in charge of our society and lives are not our generation yet. There's these also extra pressures that are like, you have to do things the way we do. And the way that you guys are starting to do things is wrong because it's hard to accept stuff. There's, there's part of that pressure that I feel too. It's not really related to what we were talking about, but I don't know if you feel that. Um, I mean, I don't get it really directly. The people around me are, are loving, loving and, and I'm very grateful for that. But just in general, I kind of get this feeling personally of like the um, different generations not fully understanding maybe where we're at, why I'm thinking the way I'm thinking, what I want to do. And because the people that are supposed to kind of guide you because they're older maybe they are supportive but they can't fully understand it there there's a disconnect there and i find that challenging do you know what i mean yeah yeah 100 percent. like that that feeling of like essentially like being 
like being judged by the previous generation's metrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, it. But they're not they're not applicable to you. And the interesting thing about that is that I also see that like I won't lie, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like I can see that very subtly manifesting itself in myself as well when I look at like, you know, like 14 year olds, oh, yeah, 13, 14 year olds yep. like, you know. It's like now I'm like, I don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, you, your music needs, and then I feel myself becoming a boomer and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm getting too old already. Um, I'm starting to think like that, but you know, I, I try to be uh, tolerant, you know, and like understanding and, and open-minded like that. Um, I think it, it's, it's interesting because like, obviously like they live in a completely different world. And so values have shifted yeah. and now like, we are more like in our generation, we're more concerned about like, you know, fitting in and like doing something that's a, our purpose and doing something that, you know, like serves people and all these different kinds of things. When back then, like, keep in mind, like during like World War One, World War Two, people were just trying to survive. Right. You know, I think there's a generational disconnect and I can see like in full honesty, we have the privilege to be here having this conversation oh, yeah. about like life and exploring what it means, you know, when perhaps people who came before us didn't have that and so my question to you is like how do you think we can like recognize you know like the fact that we are very privileged to have these conversations and like work through and like live our lives in this way while also like i guess staying like balancing that but then also at the same time still staying practical because there's obviously like very valuable things that we learn from them like like my mom who you know who immigrated here from the philippines you know, it's like she doesn't like she's super loving and super supportive. I love my mom to bits. Right. And so she, you know, she's always supporting me in what I do, but she doesn't understand like, wait, you're going to go make money on the Internet. But where? what about your benefits? Right. What about your job? What about mm-hmm. like all these tangible, practical things? So how do you personally see yourself navigating like the privilege of being able to talk about a purpose, but then also at the same same time staying like you know, practical and grounded or wherever you want to take I that. I think you just need to be, is awareness. And we talked about it last time a little bit. I think it's awareness. Like you need to, you just acknowledged it. And, and I, I think about that sometimes. And it's when you come from, I don't know how deep you want to go on this privilege thing. We don't need to maybe go that crazy, but um, even between me and you, there's a privilege difference. You know what I mean? Um, and, and acknowledging that is the, obviously the most important thing and being aware of it. Um, and, and I think that comes down to any, any sort of privilege and I'm no expert on this and I don't want to come across like that because I'm learning a lot. And, and I think that's, that needs to be key. Try to, true to, um, put yourself in other people's shoes and fully understand a situation. And this goes for like anything in life. I think, you know, like even arguments and stuff, it's like you, you cannot fully forgive someone or, or have them forgive you unless you full, like try to really put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling. And that can be applied to this. Um, and yeah, and again, I'm not like textbook of how to deal with this, but that's how I've been thinking about it, at least, um, in other ways. And I think it still, it applies to this too, where you just need to be like in the sense of your mom, when you're saying there, like, um, or, or what I was saying about my, you know, just when you talk to other people in different generations, try to, instead of going, well, you just don't get it. You don't get it. And it's like, well, this is why they're saying that. I understand that they don't get it because when, you know, my grandparents, when whatever, however they were, got married, like 18, 19, you know, times were very different than when I was in 18 and 19. And, and it was like, you know, you get a stable job because 
like you need to you need to focus on getting a job first you know what i mean and like everybody was kind of like you know married job family like that was like priorities in society as a whole and right now that's not it there's going to be a whole lot of people our age that don't have kids man because mm -hmm. because they have different views and and things have changed so i think it's to come back to it uh it's the awareness it's got um and trying to really understand somebody else's perspective and then understand yours and and see the difference why is there this kind of disconnect um which i'm realizing as we're talking i gotta do more of this um which is why we have the conversations <laughs> and mm -hmm. and 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 understanding that like that why that disconnect happens and then still choosing to do your thing because you're in a different place you don't have to be governed by what somebody else has done or or think you should do but that understanding of um kind of where where you've come from where other people have come from again in any situation is going to help you gain that perspective and then make it so you feel grounded you're, you're not you're, you're not just um blindly doing what you're doing because you think you need to be and you don't understand why everybody else feels the way they do do you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah completely what are your thoughts yeah completely yeah actually earlier as you were talking you brought up a really good point about priorities that i kind of want to lean into a little bit um like you're totally right you know back then they got married at 18 or 19 and got a stable job and everything because they had different priorities right. Right. And understanding, of course, you know, generationally speaking, you know, we, we have different priorities right now. This was actually something I was reflecting on this week. Basically, like, so, you know, for the viewers out, out there, this last week has been like really stressful. And like, I've been like working like 12, 14 hour days and like my sleep has kind of been suffering. But today I slept in and I meditated. So I'm in a really good headspace. Um, but it was like a really, really like packed week. And I was like, really tired and exhausted and I just sat down and like reassessed am I actually living out my priorities do I have my priorities straight and I kind of sat down and I looked at my week and I'm like uh I'm compromising on my priorities on the things that are important to me you know I'm like kind of acquiescing to other people's requests for me and like saying yes to too many things and sacrificing my own well-being and that's my number one priority um I'm curious for you, like, what are your, you know, priorities and how do you, I guess, like live in a way that kind of keeps them at the forefront? Mm. You know, how do you live in alignment with that? What are your priorities? Priorities in what? Life. Just life in general. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of priorities. it comes back to what we talked about last time mm. about what makes, what's a good life look like to me. Um, and that, and that kind of stuff, I think, but yeah, actually, a lot of a lot of it comes back to that. Like, I want to feel I just want to feel good and be happy personally. And then I want to make a positive impact on the world. So what I choose to do in my day to day life supports that. And it's all kind of one big thing, not all the time, but I try to make it um, staying grounded and 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 coming from a place of kind of like, peace is a priority at the moment for me, because I I say naturally, I don't know where it came from, but because um, obviously everything comes from somewhere, but I have a very bad temper and I get mad very quickly. Yeah. And you're because yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Twinning. And, and that has been, it's a very specific thing, but it's been something I've been working on a lot and I've noticed that I'm, I'm making progress because I'll go to get mad about something and I will stop myself and go, what are you, what are you doing? This is not who you want to be. 
let's change it in a way that we've I've learned, you know, and, and I say that because I'm saying coming from a place of a peace and calm and that kind of thing. Like, that's where I want to be. I want to be freaking hindsight, man. <laughs> I want to be that all the time. And, um, and, uh, nah, I can't be as cool as him. Let's be real. But, um, you know, coming from that kind of place, because then I think all the other things come to fall into place for me, for me, like if I, if I come from that place and, and reduce, you know, it reduces stress and I feel better, I feel happier and I can be more present with conversations like this and that kind of thing. Um, that's it. That's my priority. What is, you know, what are yours right now? Is it the same kind of thing? Is it related to last week or? Well, I have a definitive list. He has a list. Oh my gosh, he has you a list. Me with my okay, list well then, priorities. You want to share some of the list or what? Oh, sorry, my ENFJ Virgo ass is showing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, my number one priority, like, like on paper, and and this is saying like what my priorities are on paper, but sometimes like in a given week in all honesty, it can be very different than what I actually do. And I need to get better at that, you know, because like what I find is like when I'm acting in alignment with my priorities, wow, I feel great. Yeah. You know, like I'm generally very happy, you know, with everything. But then when I'm not acting in line with my priorities, I feel like I'm compromising. Hmm, I wonder why. (laughs) Maybe I am. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I mean, all all the things, it's very simple fixes. But my priorities at the moment, number one priority is my well-being. And that's kind of a catch-all term for my health, my mental well-being, inner peace, yeah. you know, just like being present, well-being in general, you know, that's that's my number one thing. I, I don't want to like sacrifice my well-being for like huge stacks of money or like a million, like I'm, I'm not sacrificing my well-being for that because I value myself, you know, and I think that was a recurring theme this week, like not being afraid to value yourself and to value your time and to like take time off for yourself right not being afraid about that (laughs) i know (laughs) right not being afraid to communicate your worth like i i was thinking about that like a tangent before i get back into priorities i was thinking about that a lot this week like am i properly communicating my value and my worth or am i being ashamed or am i feeling ashamed to say it to communicate it you know i think oftentimes like it's kind of like taboo to say, you know what? My time is valuable. Oh yeah. Because it's like, are you stuck up? It's like that kind of thing. Like, are you saying no to me? Like oftentimes like people want us to say yes to everything and to be there. But like the the truth is you can't be there, right? You have different priorities. You need to take care of yourself. And I think this week, like, you know, taking care of myself and not feeling ashamed about it, I think is something that I want to like work more on, but it's also something I think I've been like focusing on and doing a better job of this Mm. week. Yeah. You t- yeah so that's the that tent. yeah no you touched on a lot of i won't go into it but it's interesting you say that because i literally last night i had a huge day like two big sessions in the studio i came back and i watched i made dinner and i watched tv okay and i didn't do any work and i felt like i had like failed myself and i looked i literally i don't know if you ever do this but i looked at myself in the mirror and i talked to me on the other side as though i'm a real person that what? i was talking to you're such I know twins. it's crazy and I was like he's I'm sure he does it too I'm sure he does it too and yeah, I and know. I looked at myself and I talked to myself I'm like you need to rest like you deserve to rest it's important and so you know we're living the same life my yeah, man. me in the mirror it's the spider-man me <laughs> you need to rest <laughs> anyway continue 
post tangent. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Yes, viewers, Harrison is like my brother from another mother. Like, <laughs> like we were separated at birth. So <laughs> That's I mean. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad to have met you. But yeah, priorities and everything. So number one priority is my well-being. And I, yes, I will talk to myself in the mirror and say, you need to rest and prioritize yourself. <laughs> Second most important priority is my girlfriend, is my partner, Annie, of course. And that, that like, actually, no, no. Second priority are like my close relationships, my close family relationships. So like my mom, um, my girlfriend, Annie, or like the even you as well. And like the people who are like super close, my closest mm. circle. You know, that, that's my priority relationships, you know, after that. Third priority is YouTube, you know, the, the YouTube channel, because like, that's like where I like so clearly feel aligned kind of with my purpose and what it is that I'm here to do. Like it in many ways, like it feels like my Ikigai, if you're familiar with uh, the concept of Ikigai, right? Um, it's like what you're what you're paid to do, what you love to do, what you're good at and what serves the world. It's kind of like the intersection of all those things. And so that's why I feel so strongly about it. And that's why it's such a priority. Third priority is YouTube. Fourth priority is teaching. And this gets more into like nitty gritty work stuff. So fourth priority is teaching as you know, we talked mm-hmm. about like on top of my bed is like a little sheet of paper that says teacher, just to remind myself of like my, you know, I, well, at least like the identity that I try to live in every day. So teaching is especially important after that. Um, and then like at five to eight gets a little bit more nitty gritty with like um, business stuff and like work stuff that I, that, you know, is more on the private side, but like, that's kind of like the big picture view of what I prioritize. Mm-hmm. And that's on paper in practice this week. I actually didn't prioritize my well-being or my relationships or YouTube very much. Like I've been saying yes to a whole lot of like different work projects and everything like that. And kind of like letting my own priorities slide, you know? And so like today, I, today actually I made, decided to say, yeah, you know, enough is enough. I'm going to take time for myself. So I slept and caught up in my sleep because the last few days I've been getting like four or five hours of sleep um, and like crashing midway through the day, taking a quick nap for like 25 minutes and then waking back up and then continuing. So today I said to say, nope, I'm getting sleep. Nope, I'm going to go meditate for like 30 minutes, take time for myself. Nope, I'm going to go have a great conversation with one of my best friends, you know, like that's, and I'm going to focus on YouTube today, Mm. you know. Um, And I got an extension on work projects just so I could like breathe and like be with myself. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing today to realign myself with that. I want to, I want to question you on your big three the kind mm-hmm. of big life things mm-hmm. you say well-being I, I agree with that i i was saying what i would what i was saying i would put into that ca- category that's kind of my number one mm-hmm. just overall you know it's a bunch of stuff but you said you said youtube which is very specific and i would i would broaden mm-hmm. it from an upside perspective to purpose mm-hmm. mm. because that may change right probably mm-hmm. not for a while but it may even day to day it might shift a little bit but what is would you agree with that? I, oh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's kind of like the the third spot in general, like, because I've been thinking about like, this has kind of been my list of priorities for like the last three, four years. The third spot is always like interchangeable, mm-hmm. like with whatever is like my main kind of focus right. or like um, the main vehicle of purpose for yeah. me at that yeah, moment. Yeah. So perhaps like two years ago, that would have been 
I don't know what it was for me too. Well, music, you know, like creating, creating songs and that kind of thing. Like that's kind of where, that's kind of what took the third spot. But you're absolutely right, you know, like keeping it broad and I think maybe extending it to contribution, mm. you know, and service, yeah. right? And creating, like, I think like all those things, it's like, it, it's hard to lump up into one word. So I just kind of say, hey, right now I'm doing yeah. YouTube. Yeah, right? yeah, I think yeah. it kind of encapsulates, encapsulates all of that. But like this in and of itself, you know, like this, this like it's not exactly YouTube, but like this is like, also like a number three spot activity right. as i call it right like purpose you know being able to share and have conversations and like you know hopefully if you're listening to this you know help people hopefully you're deriving some value from this mm -hmm. yeah do you think but that's what it looks like you have to be be putting time and effort and energy and uh into like one and two before you can <clears throat> really be present in three yeah um, what happens if, for example, today, I'm just curious, today's, this is a number three activity, we're going to number them. And, and you're not, <laughs> well, as you have, haven't been the past week, you said, you just shared, you know, you haven't been prioritizing your well being, which is number one. And this comes up, which is third on the list. What, do you, how do you deal with that situation? You know, like if, if today well, you were really feeling, or you hadn't been, you hadn't prioritized, you hadn't slept in, you were feeling like crap, hmm. you know what I mean? But you had to do this other thing. What would you do? Um, well, in that hypothetical scenario, I would just be like, yo, can we do next week? You know, I need to like take time yeah. to like either take a nap or go for a walk or like watch the sunset. You know, I think that goes back to the other thing of not being afraid mm -hmm. to like do what's best mm -hmm. for us, right? Not being afraid to communicate you know, our own value and like prioritize ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, like this also goes for you as well. Like if you like need to prioritize your well-being, like on a day that we're recording, like, you can of course, always, yeah, you know, tell me, but like, ideally, like I'm saying this right now and I know myself, <laughs> like ideally I'm like, you yeah, you know, what? I'll do that. You know, communicate your value. Yeah, you, That's right. Amir, I am worthy, <laughs> you know, like, like all that kind of stuff. But I also know that in practice, like when we get practical about it, like if that were to happen, I'd be like, yeah, you know, push through, push right. through. Come on, you got this. Right. You know, and I think it's something that I'm learning, uh, learning to balance every single day that I'm not the best at, but I'm trying out here, you know, and, that, and that's what it's all about. Bring it back to the age thing, like just, you know, come in full circle as well, like for yourself and like priorities and like work and purpose and everything. I, well, I'll share my reflection. I'll get your thoughts on this. It's like, I find that sometimes, you know, as you said, we can get like really myopic about like working on our purpose and like doing all these things and like like being super gung-ho and like essentially taking things too seriously yeah. which i'm like super guilty yeah. of taking things way too yeah. seriously yeah okay <laughs> we, we take things too seriously exactly <laughs> oh my god yeah so like i think i've been trying to like step away from that and not take things too seriously remember i'm i'm just 21 we're just 21 we're chilling Right. But then at the same time, there's this like deep seated desire to like do more, you know, like give mm -hmm. more, like balancing the two of those is like a weird balancing act. What do you think about that? How do you deal with that? Do you feel that as well? I don't know how to deal with it, to be honest with you. And I think that's part of being 21. That's what I'm realizing, mm -hmm. which is the whole what we're talking about in this conversation. You and I both feel not just you and I, a lot of people and the large majority of the people who listen to this podcast are similar in age to us. And um that's part of it and i i think it comes from all those pressures that we were talking about earlier social media and everything um that when 
like like you were just saying, you know, oh, I don't, I'm not good at this, and or or whatever it is. If there's something and you're like a life thing that you feel like you're not good at, we don't have to be good at it because that takes time to develop. Mm. And and if we and I'm saying this because it's easy to say and it's hard to practice, but you know, um, we have time. You and I both know we have time. That doesn't change the fact that we feel the way we feel. And we feel like we should be, you know, well, yeah, we can develop ourselves in this to this morally perfect, philosophical, just like, you know, perfectional, like just amazing person by 21. Um, No, no, no. (laughs) The average, the majority of the population don't achieve that in 100 years. So why would we think we could do it in in 20 years? That's something I need to remember. And that I, I forget a lot of the time also. Um, and and that's it. It's what we're talking about, just, you know, being your age and part of being acting, quote unquote, acting your age. And uh, specifically in this situation. So let's say being a 21 year old is having no idea how life works. Because everybody that's gone through being 21 at some point had was like, what? What? How do I do this? How do I live life? How do I blah, 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 blah. And that's part of life, which is not talked about enough. We know all of this, but, but that's specifically where it's like, everybody's felt that. But I think when we're talking about change in generation, like the shift generational thing, part of our generation, which is a great thing. And I'm so happy about is that we communicate things more because things are less like taboo and we can like, just we have the internet and people don't kind of care less, which is a cool thing sometimes where you just get to hear everything can be terrible. But, um, you know, let's go back again. Like I was saying with my grandparents in in that time, people aren't going to talk about this stuff we're talking about, you know, like publicly. And if they were, they would be, you know, a significant outlier. Like that's not the average thing to do. And uh, I've lost my train of thought as I'm talking about this, but I had a point. Um, I don't know what it was, but you know, there's, there's a, there's a different, different thing. Um, you know, I don't even try to finish it. I totally lost what I was trying to say, but you understand where I was going with this. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to finish my thought? I resonate. <laughs> no, I resonate. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah, He's the right. singular brain oh. cell that exists. You ever do that though? Oh. Like you're just, I'm so into it. And then I just oh, lost all the, it. All the time. Gone. All the time, dude. <laughs> all the time, you know, all the time. I resonate so deeply with what you just said part of acting your age, what it means to act your age in the age of worry is to be bad, like to give yourself permission to not know, right? I think like giving yourself the permission and the space to not have it all figured out to like, oh, I made a wrong decision, you know, like the permission to not be the permission to be imperfect. Mm. I think what it means is what it means to me to act your Mm. age now that I, you know, like, I feel like I've kind of throughout the course of this conversation, it's like, well, we're coming to realizations. And it's like, you know, like, I think that's the main thing that I've kind of realized. And I'll share this, you know, I'll I'll repeat it just so that it's, you know, you know, just so it's said twice. Acting your age and giving yourself the permission to act your age is giving yourself the permission to be imperfect and not have it all figured out. Like you were absolutely right. Like, you know, by the age of you know, 21, I want myself to be like a freaking like philosophical, like right. genius, like communicator, like articulate the thoughts and mysteries of life. But I, I haven't lived enough life to do that. 
you know, and like I lose my trains of thoughts and I like stumble on my sentences and I can't think coherently sometimes and I make wrong decisions and I forget my priorities and, you know, things get misaligned. And that is what it means to act your age. And fundamentally, that's what it means to be yourself. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily about an acting your age kind of thing, but I think it's fundamentally about being yourself, being authentic to who yeah. you are. And just think about, <sighs> I know, man, I, I, you're so you're so poetic in the way you speak. I just want to say, I think I said it last time, but I just like, it's amazing. So I'm glad I have you on here. So it's not just me ranting. Um, and it sounds <laughs> a little like <laughs> nice artistic moment in the middle of it. Um, live poetry with Amir. And, uh, I yeah. think um, you said an interesting thing there. Man, like my brain, I just like overwhelmed by the amount of, this is good stuff. We're talking about good stuff here. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm just going to change. I'm just going to kind of change the topic a little bit. But um, mm -hmm. it's it's good to be bad. And I think when you talk about priorities, we need to prioritize failing at a young age. I I don't even like myself for saying that. Um, <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. And yeah, and okay. I like I don't fully understand what that means. But I think in theory, that is something we should prioritize because mm -hmm. that's how all the learning happens. We know that. You know what I mean? Um, and and we don't we don't prioritize failing and anyway i want to hear your thoughts on that but aside from that something you were just saying is you know oh we want to be this we were saying be this big you know amazing perfect person mm -hmm. by 20 but just think about we're talking about you and i because we're having this conversation but anybody think of if you have these big aspirations to be that person at this age and you're not think about who you'll be when you're double your age if this is your priority at the moment you know what i mean the fact that you and i are doing this that i set up the podcast and and we are the age that we are if you take a step back and go if we continue this where are we going to be later and i think that's part of it it's hard to step back and see the journey you know what i mean like what is going to happen because we are going back to this social media thing we're able to like things can happen instantly right? They can, not all the time, but we think that everything should happen instantly. And a lot of life, the majority of life is slow, right? So um, perspective of just sometimes taking a step back and going, you know, I'm just on this journey, I'm learning stuff. Think of where I'm going to be if I continue in this way, and worry a little less. And my mantra for the year is think less, do more. So you're talking about making mistakes and being a not crazy, but like a, you know, maybe a slightly reckless 21 year old. Think a little less and do a little more within good reason. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't make any like permanent mistakes. But I want to hear know, your like, thoughts on, on prioritizing failing. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. That's a big one. And I'll, I'll respond to like what you said earlier about like, you know, about, like, hey, we're already doing this now. It's like, imagine where that would be, you know, in like, you know, double your age. I think that brings me back to, well, I mean, I'll grab this just one second. You got props? Grab a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a book right here. So this book, 
Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you're just listening and you can't see this, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Highly, highly recommend this book. Basically, what you said reminds me of this one quote in the book. What matters less is your what matters less is your destination or where you currently are. What matters most is your trajectory. You know, I'm, I'm bastardizing the quote right now. Like, but like what matters most is your trajectory, your current habits, what you're doing now, right? It doesn't matter whether like the example he used uh, was for money. It's like, it doesn't necessarily matter if you are a millionaire right now. What matters is your habits because that sets the trajectory and that sets yeah. the direction in which you're moving. It's like, if you're a millionaire with like, bad financial habits and ultimately that's just going to lead you to ruin however if you are like let's say like you only just have like a hundred dollars in your bank account but you're saving you're budgeting every penny right those habits compound themselves over time and that leads to you becoming you know that person that you envision yourself to be even though that's not the goal but the the goal is really just to be that person now and to live that process and to live those habits those systems and to basically basically it's prioritizing the direction over the destination mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. what matters most is your direction. So that's what that reminded me of. As for priorities and um, and prioritizing failing, that reminds me of uh, this one video that I was editing, um, editing for work for Gary Vaynerchuk. Basically, um, one of his videos, the title of the video was like failing is a part of the process. And he gave this one, this one uh, analogy that really like stood out to me. And, you know, maybe it, it'll resonate with you. And this is basically what he said. I've listened to the video like so many times because I've been editing it like seven revisions in. But basically um, what he said was, you know, imagine, okay, if we tell somebody to like go to the gym and just shoot 397 free throws, all of us listening, all of us intrinsically are like, okay, yeah, that's going to help that person become a better basketball player. You know, like go put in the hours and practice. I think what we don't talk about often enough is that out of those 397 shots, they're going to miss like 300 something of them, right? They're going to miss majority of those shots. And I think acknowledging that, wait, the failing, the the missed shots are actually part of the process. The missed shots are actually part of the learning. I think that like bringing it back to the age thing as well, like prioritizing taking shots and missing mm-hmm. No, I'm not talking about drinking. <laughs> I'm talking about like, you know, going for things, you know. I mean, hey, if you want to go take shots, go, go live your life, do whatever, you know. Um, this podcast is your daily shot of wisdom um, well, from uh, two, two uh, kids who are trying to figure it out as well. But, you know, I think prioritizing going for things and not being afraid to miss because when you miss, you learn, mm-hmm. right? I think that's why it, it's especially important, you know. And it goes back to the advice of like, just be, don't be afraid to try things at the stage, like try like video editing, try, you know, traveling and try being a soccer player, try making music. You know, I think all of it is part of the process. And last thing that I'll kind of like um, bring up and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this. The last thing that that kind of makes me think about is like, okay, prioritizing failing. Like on paper, or in a conversation, it's great to say, yeah, you know what? Go for the missed right. shots. You know, don't be afraid to, you know, miss, right? But in practice, mm-hmm. you know, um, oftentimes, I'll speak for myself, it's easy to feel like, oh, I don't want to waste my time. You know, it's like, I'd rather just get the answer right. You know, I like, let me think about, let me, you know, figure out what's the right thing to do. I don't want to have to go through the pain of a failure. You know, I don't want to have to make many mistakes. You know, I'd, uh, am, am I just wasting my time? 
you know. But kind of the one thing that uh, James Clear said in Atomic Habits was that all the work that you put in prior to like prior, like let's say, you know, you missed a hundred shots, but then on the 101st, it was like a, you know, it was a jackpot, something like it was the perfect thing, right? Does that mean all the 100 shots that you took before then were useless? No, but it is, is that the work was being stored. Mm. All the 100 shots that you took, the work was being stored and then it, and then it exploded into effect on the 101st, right. right? So all the reps that you put in aren't useless. They're not waste of time. They're work just being stored. Mm. You know, I wish I could articulate the, the quotes better. I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> but like, that's kind of like what, you know, prioritizing failing looks like to me, like just going for it and like not being afraid because the work is just being mm -hmm. stored. You know, I think it's, that's, yeah, yeah, no, that's really good, man. That's a good, I want to have that books on my list to read. Uh, and I want to, I should, that's a good, um, I think, and I agree with you, like in practice, it's obviously different than, so it's easy with a lot of things that we talk about on here. It's always different, but it's nice to think about them. Um, I think it starts with believing in yourself because you need mm -hmm. to believe that you can just do whatever it is you want to do. Because if you don't, you know, a lot of people, I think the problem with this or the, the challenge with this often is that people are scared to fail because of what others are going to say or um, how it'll make them look or maybe how they'll feel if they fail. So it's maybe going into things with like, it, it's reconstructing your relationship with failure, I think is part of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like making sure that you're, you're uh, okay with it, which is not easy. Um, I try to be okay with it, but it doesn't mean I always am, you know? And, um, but believing in yourself enough to just try something like, um, we had something happen recently and, and somebody I know, it was thing in class and a bunch of people, they were asking for a suggestion, basically somebody to put forward something to work on and nobody said anything. And, and this person was kind of forced to, and they did it and they were hesitant to, and they probably wouldn't have if somebody else had said something and they did it. And it was like incredible. It happened yesterday. It was like amazing. And, and if they hadn't have done it, you know, who knows, like they, maybe that wouldn't have it never happened. All those people in the same room making music together. You know what I mean? So, um, it, it, you need to just enough, like believe in yourself enough, figure out a way to have enough confidence in yourself or, or, or enough, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just like to just go for something and not care about what's going to happen and see what's going to happen. And that's the exciting part. Again, not easy to do, but even if you can do it in one little way, even if it's something like, I don't know where you're at, but like if it's if it's saying hi to somebody, start a conversation or sending somebody a message or or an email or or whatever it is like. You won't know unless you try. People say it all the time and it's such a because it's true, but but it's it's that you got to believe in yourself enough to like and know that <clears throat> you can catch yourself. When and if that doesn't happen the right way and you do fail, you need to be OK with it and say, you know what, I'm OK with that. I know it could happen. But the benefit of this, even if I do fail, is is better than not doing anything, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I completely agree. And like going back to the point, I also say, you know, for, for y'all listening, and also I'm not saying this for myself, 
you know, like t- speaking about building confidence and everything, also part of acting your age and being your age is giving yourself permission to not be confident. Yeah. You know, like being, yeah. giving yourself the permission to worry, uh, you know, as the age of worry, you know, says, you know, act your age in the age of worry, right? Giving yourself the permission to, you know, like, yeah, I'm worried. You know, I don't have enough life experience under my belt to know how to navigate this mm-hmm. yet. Right. But I think it's also at the same time, having the willingness to step in despite that, you know, it's the, the choice to act is always available, whether you are, whether or not you are confident, mm. right? Yeah. The choice to act is always there, whether or not you are confident or whether or not you're ready, you know? So I hope this episode has inspired you listening, yeah. you know, to go out and, you know, be yourself to be your age, to accept you know, the limitations that come along with being, whether whether you're a teenager, whether you're 20, whether you're 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever your age is, I hope that this has inspired you and reminded you that it is okay to be imperfect and to accept like where you are at right now as a part, as a necessary part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a crucial. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah. Today. I'm so happy just that people care enough to, mm-hmm. to tune in. So thank you for being here. Um, it's a, it's not only like, it's, it's a crucial and non-negotiable part of life. Right. So embracing that because it's not going anywhere and, and figuring out how you personally want to deal with it. But there's obviously many different ways, but, but yeah, embracing failure is an interesting, an interesting discussion. Um, that and like, there's embracing failure. And then there's also a part of just like, there's a little bit of not caring involved in that where Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't care what anybody says i don't care what's gonna happen i don't you know what i mean and it's just like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do whatever this is i'm just gonna try it i'm just gonna try it Mm -hmm. um and these are like specific situations i'm thinking of not like crazy dumb things but (laughs) but uh Mm -hmm. but you know just any that's the whole it's the whole premise of yes theory my favorite youtube channel that's literally their whole thing you know their thing is seek discomfort but it's like just trying things knowing that you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the exciting part. So think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Amir. This is a good combo. Mm -hmm. I like this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank And thank you for listening. Of course. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Have a good rest of the day, Amir. Where can the people find you if they want to check out your YouTube channel and all that stuff? Well, you can find me everywhere at Amir Koro, A-M-E-E-R-C-O-R-R-O. That's A-M-E-E-R-C-O-R-R-O. That's on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you get social All media. the good stuff. Check them out on Twitter. Um, my Instagram is Harrison King Official. And uh, all the podcast stuff's at HarrisonKingOfficial.com. What else? My YouTube channel is, I think, the same thing now. Harrison King Official. YouTube.com slash Harrison King Official. Check that out because I'm it's that's amazing. the priority. You're of YouTube, baby. I'm gonna keep saying it. It's the priority. So um <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us. We will see you next week and remember to keep loving life and have a good rest of the day. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to HarrisonKingOfficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.